Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Hey folks, CJ Grimm here from Poking Dead Things. It's a hard job doing what we do, and it can get kind of gross. We know that you work hard too, so I'm here to tell you that at the end of a hard day, nothing beats a hot bath and a cold beer. So treat yourself right, head to Twisted Willow Soap Company, and indulge in a bath bomb with your favorite six-pack. Remember, the only girly thing about a bath bomb are the sounds you're going to make in excitement. Twisted Willow Soap Company. Body. Mind. Soul. I want to sharpen my pride on what strengthens me, my witness on what haunts me. Whatever we name ourselves, however we end up shattering our self-hatred, shame, silence, and isolation, the goal is the same, to end our daily material oppression. Welcome to P's and Q's, the 76th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 21st century writer and activist Eli Clare. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meat. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And I like that quote. Yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. All right, so I want to clear up something like right off the top here. Okay. okay. So the last episode I was on, because yeah, I missed right. an episode, yeah. I said that I was no longer going to be a part of the ADF. Ah, uh, yes. Right, yeah. And yeah. then somebody from the ADF reached out to me. We had a long, lengthy mm-hmm. conversation of about an hour, and I'm still a member of the ADF. Yes. Uh, so I renewed my <laughs> stuff. But one of the things I said to the person who contacted me was, listen, you're contacting me to go over this stuff because I have a platform. Mm -hmm. You need to do this with the people that don't have a platform. Mm -hmm. And that is something that they're trying to work on Mm -hmm. is trying to get that to that point where even if you don't have a platform, you'll be able to just get a hold of somebody and and deal with stuff. So I was just impressed that, one, they were listening. Right. (laughs) And two, that they actually reached out to you to try to help solve. Yep. the issue. Yeah. So that says a lot to me about what the leadership is trying to do now. Yep. It looks like they're trying to move forward productively. Yeah. Yep. So Carr's going to give it another year and we'll see yep. how exactly. that evolves. We'll see how that evolves. All right. And, so and, and, and we'll give you updates as we go. <laughs> as, as we go. <laughs> so right. I have new patrons to read. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. We have an anonymous cat. Oh. Well, <laughs> hello anonymous Hello cat. anonymous cat. We love you. And then we have two new hunters, Shannon Bednar and Juniper Shadowcast. Ooh. Hello to both of you. I have to admit, I really like Juniper Shadowcast. <laughs> that is really fucking cool. That's a good one. We love you both, and thank you for joining the yes. Patreon. And then we have one more leopard, Jaden Parker. Hello, oh, Jaden Parker. Jayden Parker. Uh-huh. I did want to remind, because we've started not seeing, now that we're recording every week, we're not seeing right. as many the um, Discord. So everyone, Hunter level and, and above, above yep. can join us in the Discord live during recordings. That's right. Yep. And, and we then- record on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. And that way you get to chit chat with us during mm-hmm. the, you know, ask questions or well, y'all, y'all hear comments. The, y'all hear the podcast. You know, sometimes we read right. stuff. From we usually the, are on Discord. a couple of minutes early and then we hang out yeah. for about a half an hour yeah. afterwards. Just, just to chit chat. Just to talk. So You I, too I could get it. to know QQ, Finn, and Squeaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the other wonderful and people Cinnamon you hear. And Cinnamon Dome yeah. and Double yep. X and yep. All yeah, One Pro. Exactly. And yes. Alyssa. So, so Alyssa. Those, those names you hear a lot 
lot. Right. <laughs> you could get to know those people. That's right. If yep. you just join us on the Discord. So yep. come, join us. And as um, you said, join us, we're cool. Yep. Yes, yes. And, and they have cookies sometimes, I would assume. And <laughs> if you're not sure how to get your Discord, uh, your Discord hooked up to your Patreon, there is a way to do that through Patreon to connect your accounts. Yep. But if you can't figure out that out, all you have to do is contact me with the name your username on Discord and the name you use to sign up for Patreon. Yep. And I will assign that role to you manually. Yes, there you go. And then also, we do have upcoming events. I'm going to be at PantheaCon in San Jose, California, the week of Valentine's, Mm -hmm. like the 14th through the 17th. Well, there go all my Valentine's Day plans I had going. (laughs) Like you ever do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even give me that. And car um, is only romantic when it's not mandated. That's right. <laughs> but I did want to say that in addition to, I will be interviewing a few people mm-hmm. and meeting a few of the Patheos Pagan writers, but I also will be teaching monikers and metaphorical spaces from noon to one on Saturday in the Witch's Next Door Suite. Yep. So I didn't I'm very, that, so I just luck. got that confirmed, <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. have a good time with that. And then, of course, the next week, we are going to be at Convocation. We yes. will indeed. We'll yep. be busy. All kind of stuff. Yep. We're definitely busy. We're teaching three classes. We're moderating a panel, and then I'm on another panel. That's mm-hmm. right. So it's going to be a busy couple of weeks in February. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Gwen especially is going oh to be super busy. Actually, worse than that is the week after that, I have to go to Nordic Fire Festival. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah. To be a Viking for three days. Yep. Well, that's not a bad and thing. And serve mead. Mm-hmm. Busy February. Yep. <laughs> yep. Very. Okay. Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. We are going to be talking about basically a blog post I wrote. <laughs> yep. The subject of a blog post that I wrote for our Patheos Pagan blog, mm-hmm. which is called Mind Your P's and Q's, and it's about... Some words. <laughs> Specifically the, the words. Yeah, the specific words, pagan and queer. And we're going to be talking about reclaiming those terms and what value they provide to the community and why it bothers me sometimes to see those words being surrendered back to oppressors or... So like Q-slur, yeah. So Yeah, so... So how this came about is that I read Laura Tempest-Sakroff's blog on Patheos, mm-hmm. and I read Misha Magdalene's blog on Patheos, and I read a bunch of blogs on Patheos. But right. Laura Tempest-Sakroff, in 2014, 2015, so, something, like, something that, like that, there was some discourse happening on Patheos Pagan about people who objected to having the word pagan applied to them and they wanted to be called polytheists or witches or Wiccans or whatever they wanted. Right. They wanted more specific de- labels. Yeah. They didn't want to be included under the under umbrella. Under the umbrella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Laura Tempest Zakroff started just instead of writing out like pagans, polytheists, etc, 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 writing out a whole phrase she started calling just that group P-words. And it was a little tongue-in-cheek. Right. It was a little sarcastic. I think she was annoyed. (laughs) That's sort of the impression I got, is that she was annoyed by this discourse, and this was her solution to it, was to just opt out Mm -hmm. by creating... I don't... It's not an acronym. It's not really a new word, either. By creating a new construction to refer to the umbrella community. But something about... P word bothered me and it took me a while to figure out why it bothered me and I didn't like unpack it until a couple of weeks ago 
when I realized it's because the construction of p word reminds me of a thing that's happening in the queer community with q slur, which is a movement mostly online, but you see it a little bit in especially younger physical spaces where people are rather than using the word queer, which has for a long time been one of the umbrella terms for the queer or LGBTQ plus community, they are claiming that because it's a slur, you should not apply it to people, especially to groups. And so they will, every t- everywhere they see the word queer applied, they replace it with Q slur, which is deeply frustrating on several levels. <laughs> so it took me a bit to figure out that that was why the P word construction bothered me is because mm-hmm. it reminds me of this other thing. And there's not a direct correlation here. No. But there, but because Q slur, smarter people than me have done some of the legwork on the origin of this, on where this came from. And we're pretty sure it originates with TERFs, which are trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Yep. So that's people who want to, as the name suggests, exclude trans people especially mm-hmm. from their communities. They, they want to keep everything by Binary, they basically. want, yeah, they want pure binaries, uh, and they have real strong, infuriating opinions about it. everyone in the Discord right now is saying fuck, fuck turfs. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a unanimous thing going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it sort of started in that community saying, "Well, queer's a slur, so you can't use that to define me or to define anyone else. You can't use this term." Mm-hmm. And it was sort of picked up from turfs by young LGBT people who, who were still wondering how to define themselves. Exactly, who were still trying to figure out sort of the ins and outs of the community. And unfortunately, TERFs tend to have big platforms, and they're really good at sort of disguising their rhetoric so that it's palatable Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know the dog whistles. Right. So a lot of young LGBT plus people were reading those posts by TERFs and picking up the idea that queer was exclusively a slur Mm -hmm. and that it should never be used to describe a person. Right. Because that was a horrible, bad thing that you shouldn't say. Right. And so they started... uh, And this is mostly because we don't have good community history. Right. Right? We don't have good structures in place to teach young LGBT plus people about LGBT plus history and where we come from and how we got here. Well, and that's hard when you have a country Mm -hmm. that is actively trying to suppress that information as well. I think though that, and again, I'm not part of the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. or the queer community, Mm -hmm. but I've watched many a documentary (laughs) on them and it seems like in the seventies, They were way better about teaching their yes. young people mm-hmm. who came in than they are today. People so, maybe got comfortable. Yes. So here's here's where some of this comes from. So there's a there is actually a sort of a point where you can differentiate between the queer community, which I'm part of, mm-hmm. and the LGBT community, mm-hmm. which I'm sort of part of. Right. Mm-hmm. So the queer community is more radical. The LGBT community, and sometimes just the LGB community, is more assimilationist. Assimilationism 
is the idea, at least in this community, mm-hmm. is the idea that what we should be aiming for is equivalence to straightness. To okay. be more accepted? Yeah, exactly. So so the goal is, and this is why the T is sometimes chopped off of that in terms of successful because assimilation. Because they're trying to exclude transgender mm-hmm. people. Because right. they're trying to exclude transgender people because transgender people are more scary to mm-hmm. straight society than purely gay or lesbian people are. And the same way bisexual people are more scary to mm-hmm. straight people than purely gay and lesbian people are. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a sliding scale of acceptability within the queer community. Mm-hmm. And the closer you are to straight acceptance, the more privilege you mm-hmm. have within right. the queer community, right. right? There are some sections of the queer community, and they're mostly the sections that object to being called queer, mm-hmm. that what they want is to have equal marriage and to be invisible. Right. That's it. Mm -hmm. They want to be indistinguishable from straight people. Mm -hmm. So they can live their lives without being bothered. But to accomplish that, they have to push out the people who are more on the fringes Mm -hmm. of the queer community. The people who aren't invisible to the straight community, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Creates these strata of marginalization where we're all marginalized, Mm -hmm. But the people who are scarier to straight society Mm -hmm. are more marginalized even inside their own community. And I think this is where we can segue into how this applies to paganism and pagans. Because as I'm sitting here listening to you to describe this, I'm thinking, okay, we've got witches, we've got Wiccans, we've got heathens, we've got druids. We've got Satanists mm-hmm. who nobody wants to include in right. In the there's a lot of discussion of like, do they count as pagans? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. and so and then you know, right. <laughs> the and answer then, from Carr. right, yeah. Which yeah. is like this, and, and you see these same arguments happening in the queer community of like, well, do asexuals count? Yes. Do aromantics count? Yes. All these people are included clearly exactly. under a queer umbrella. Right. But exactly. they're not necessarily included under an LGBT plus umbrella. Right. right. Queer is necessarily a very broad spectrum term. And that's- you can apply it to a huge range. And that's why that's the term that people who want to gatekeep and exclude mm-hmm. certain members of the community, that's why that's the term that they object to and are trying to demonize and push out of our language. Well, I think you even said that queer is an academic term. Yeah, it's that's the that's term how sociologists that's, and yep, and that's anthropologists. The, it, it's, it's queer studies. It's it's mm-hmm. queer literature, mm-hmm. it's queer analysis, it's queer theory, yeah. it's in our entertainment, it's queer eye for the straight guy right. as it used to be, or just queer, queer eye, eye now. Yeah. So that's why, though, when Laura came up with this admittedly a little right. bit sarcastic, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek P-word, mm-hmm. because she got tired of writing everything out, right. it tweaked something, it, it, it triggered you mm-hmm. because Basically, of yes. that, <laughs> because you were starting to see, oh wait, I'm, I'm starting to see the same Splintering yeah, that's, that, that is going on in the queer community. That, that same thing, kind of divisiveness. That that divisiveness is starting to to become even more prevalent in the pagan community, and I think we're seeing it in our community with all the arguing and all kinds of things going on because people are saying, "Well, my tradition isn't included in this." Right. Or, 
I don't believe that. And so it's being used by saying, well, you can't call me a pagan mm-hmm. or include my tradition or right. my Don't my include beliefs. my tradition under the pagan don't umbrella. Don't include this under the yeah. pagan umbrella. Then you start splintering us off, and we are not and, a united front. Yeah. You know what happens be. when you're not under the umbrella? Hmm. You, you get, get fucking on. wet. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Right? right? So just come under the umbrella. Join us. We have cookies. Right? Yes. We have it's pool, nice even. here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why people are so up in arms about this bullshit. I think part of it is like the same with the queer community. I think we've gotten comfortable. Fuck that. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> you know? And nobody else should be either. Yep. There's too much shit that goes on in the fucking country we live in in the United States, for those of our listeners yep, who are right. other all over countries. The world. I know that Different you all situations. have some of the same shit going on, too. If not worse, but depending on the country. we're just not going to fucking deal with that anymore, and it's time for us to quit being quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Complacent. 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 And... And get out and do something. And there's a reason why we do speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why we have a podcast. And, there, and there's a reason why we decided to just be open about right. doing the podcast. And mm-hmm. like, you know, our pictures out originally there we were like, no, no, we'll hide and we won't show our faces. But eventually we were like, well, if we want to go and be physically present in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to, like, people need to see us and know us. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yeah, I, I think that, honestly, I think the situation that happened in the pagan community this past week that I wrote a blog about, that was that, oh, that reporter, that. That, yeah. that actually, she's a book reviewer for yep. The Independent. That's not a fucking book review. Oh, I know. Okay. That's I, what her job is. That's uh, what sure, her job is. That's not a book review. <laughs> but her, the whole hullabaloo happened because she wrote a quote-unquote review of a book mm-hmm. that she, but she titled her article, I spent a week becoming a witch and the results were troubling. And so I read that thing, which it started out as just from the get go. This was a very biased article. And so I wrote a response article right. and other people began responding. And apparently I missed this. I, cause I didn't see a lot of what was going on on Twitter and, you know, mm-hmm. some of the other I'll feeds, the, all the, the, blogosphere. the blogosphere and social media, but people were losing their fucking minds apparently. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they contacted the independent and, mm-hmm. you know, some responses were a little more tempered and some were a little really more frustrated, a little more frustrated. <laughs> But one person, one of the bloggers, made an excellent point when she said, just because we are out and people are more accepting of us does not mean that we don't have to stand up when somebody comes basically saying things that that no other like religion mm-hmm. would, would allow, would, allow tolerate. Yeah. would tolerate yeah. being maligned yeah. in the way that mm-hmm. the pagan community was through that article. Okay, but so the article is specifically about witchcraft, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and this is why I think and it's important to fall under the, the paganism term. <laughs> exactly, is that I'm fucking pissed off. Yep. I'm not a witch. Nope. Yep. You've but never I'm, done witchcraft. Nope. You've I'm been present ver- when we've done some. Right. Exactly. And so I'm pissed mm-hmm. at how my brothers and sisters and others mm-hmm. yeah, were <laughs> treated by that article. Yep. So to me, it's like that's the important part of being under this big fucking umbrella is that 
we can all come together at some point and say this fucking sucks Mm -hmm. and we've got to fix it. Well, John Beckett is a druid and he wrote one of the most awesome. He like had numbered reasons Mm -hmm. of why this, what she did in that article was wrong. You know, (laughs) he laid it out very clearly and he did it as a pagan under Mm -hmm. the The, umbrella. The big pagan umbrella. Yeah, under the big pagan umbrella, which he coined that term. The big tent of paganism. The big tent of paganism. But he used that opportunity to say, it's not just witch that are being mm-hmm. maligned in here because witches we are, are part, part right. of the pagan community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We are. And, and that's, so, that's the point what? of those that's umbrella the terms. That's the point of those umbrella you, terms. Is that when someone comes after anyone in that community Everybody the rest of the community right. should come to their aid. Yep. That's right. And well, so, since you brought up Beckett, yes. right. oh, okay. it's time for reviews. Wow, yes. that was early too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good you segment. You brought him up. A good se- well, how can I not? I'm so we are reviewing today, John, Beckett's book, Paganism in Depth, A Polytheistic Approach, yes. which was published in June of last year. Mm-hmm. So it's available everywhere. It's from Llewellyn. John is a druid, part of Obad and Arndrock Fane, mm-hmm. which is the ADF. He's also part of CUPS, mm-hmm. which is the Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans. Mm-hmm. And he actually is the former vice president of CUPS Continental. And he is the coordinating officer of the Denton, Texas Cups. He's very busy. He is busy, a busy man. Busy man. And he writes like five oh days a week on and pages. And he's and so he prolific. A, and he has a day job. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's an engineer. I yeah. mean, that explains why he's so mm-hmm. linear. He's very and, analytical. And, and analytical yep. in his writing. Very like structured. He's like, here is point A mm-hmm. with annotated here, here, and here. <laughs> yeah. Unlike very my structured. writing, which is very like stream of consciousness, <laughs> John Beckett's articles are always very like well structured he, he leads you from point A to point B yep he absolutely yeah. does I did I see a bibliography at the end of your no. post although huh. there were uh, I did link to yeah, all I my know. sources he's yeah. just giving you shit <laughs> but back to John's book if you've read his blogs you will be very comfortable reading his books yeah <laughs> yeah because this book is put forward in a very it's very... A lot uh, of it's rewritten from his blog. It is. Yeah. A lot of it's rewritten. A lot of it's personal, so it has kind of a memoir feel to mm-hmm. it. But it is basically building from the ground level up about this is what paganism is, mm-hmm. this is what polytheism is, this is what animism mm-hmm. is, and how you build your practice based on what those individual pieces are. Yeah. Yep. So he builds a foundation and then shows you what to do with it. Oddly enough, book. the book is in three parts. Part one is called foundations. There yep. you go. Part two is practice and part three is challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's very well put together. Of course, he's a very interesting writer, so mm-hmm. he put and he look, puts a lot, again, a lot of personal experience into his writing. Mm-hmm. So it has a personable feel, yep. even though it's also very, it has a lot of content. Yep. Yeah, I'd say it's um, feature rich. I was going to say this book has a lot of depth, but the book is kind of about finding depth in your pagan practice. The first part does build up that sort of like, if you're just beginning, Mm -hmm. here are some definitions and explanations Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. uh, and what this can look like. But the end of the book, the third section, is explicitly about, okay, well, when you're done with this, where do you go from here? Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a section that, as the introduction to this book points out, 
a lot of books don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the books available, or certainly the ones you'll see most often, are essentially 101 books, maybe 102. Right. Right. Yeah. Almost nothing is getting into the the sort of deeper, more complex. The 400 level. Yeah. Courses. The 400 level courses. Yeah. Are not. Right. They're not present in our usual texts. Right. Yep. What do you all want to give it out of five? I give it a 4.5. Yeah, I'd give it a, a 4.52 probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in the exact same boat, so I, fuck. Solid wow. 4.5. We all agreed. <laughs> I don't even have to do math. We, we didn't. Holy shit. We, we didn't talk about that or anything. No. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever no, actually all had the same. I don't <laughs> think so, no. We never have. So I would say buy this book yeah. because we yep. all fucking agree. <laughs> yep. 4.5. We realized it came out, you know, like seven months ago. <laughs> We, we have just, a lot of books listen, to read. We have a backlog. Plus, new ones keep coming out. Right, yeah. yeah. If they quit bringing in new books, we would be fine. It'd be much easier so, to catch up. Yeah, so good. Oh, so that's it for reviews. Read faster, Sisman. Finn, it's less about reading speed and more about uh, episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now that we're doing one a week, it's, it's they a come little, faster, they come but faster. Yeah. we can still only review one book a week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to our topic at right, hand. Right, right. The big pagan umbrella term. Right. I know that some people reject being called a pagan mm-hmm. because they think, I don't have a deity, so why should I be called a pagan? Mm-hmm. Or... Well, that's why you shouldn't uh, be called a polytheist, but not a pagan. Exactly. Or I'm a strict reconstructionist. I'm not a pagan. You know, I'm looking at Misha Magdalene, who you mentioned. They made a comment about this idea of why Tempest created this P word thing. And a lot of it was because they were, she was coming across these people who were like, don't call me a pagan, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things they said is, I don't know how common that resistance to being called pagan still is amongst reconstructionists. Constructionist polytheists, but a lot of folks, polytheists, which is magicians and more, still don't care for the term. So it's like a magician, I don't know if it's just because they want to be separate or if witches want to be separate or if I think it honestly, I think this started when Wicca became like accepted as a religion. As a as a as a, as a semi-major as a religion. Semi, yeah. yeah. And all witches were now called Wiccans to for a lot of people for a lot of time. Right. Right. And not people, inside our community. Not inside but in, our community. And, but in external communities. So you started having witches saying, hey, including myself, I'll admit it, saying, hey, I am not a Wiccan, I am a witch. Mm-hmm. And started a separation. And I just wonder if that separation from between that group then started kind of filtering into other groups. Now, saying, well, I, I'm not this. I, so. I get that. Like, I get saying, I'm not a Wiccan, yeah, I'm, I'm a not. witch. Right. right. Because that's a that is a delineation within somewhat a, a very close mm-hmm. area. Paganism as a whole mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, yeah, it really so is. So it would be like Wicca and and witchcraft were under the umbrella that you buy at the dollar store. Okay, <laughs> and paganism is, under... is like we have a fucking beach umbrella. Just come join us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Like it's so big. And to me, coming out of Christianity was like, okay, well, Christianity is what it's called. But I was, in particular, a Southern Baptist for a while, a Lutheran for a while, yep. a non-denominational person for a while. So I had all these other things, but I was still, quote-unquote, a Christian. Right. Even though I had different beliefs and different all these denominations. other... Yep. In, in these you, different this denominations. Is the thing with so, the, this is the thing with the umbrella term, is it's not the only label you get. Right, right. exactly. You have the umbrella term, 
to talk to the external community, right? And then you have your specific label to talk inside the community. Exactly. exactly. When I say I'm a heathen, that means something to you, other pagans, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything to like the average Christian person. Actually, it probably what does. It, what but it, what <laughs> it, yeah, but what it says to them is just you're not God fearing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's the thing: they what, don't know that it means like I'm a Norse reconstructionist. Correct. Right. And here, here's the thing: is that when the word pagan was originally paganus and, right. and right. applied to people, it became a slur that sure. Christians used to say anybody who's who not, not a Christian. Yep. And then anyone who's not one of us. Yeah, yep. anyone who's not one of us. It became that's what pagan became. Similar with heathen. Yep. It was anybody who was not a Christian yep. was a heathen. Pagan or, and heathen just developed in different parts in of the world. In different parts of the world. To mean functionally the same. Exactly. But now because they are of, now reclaimed. Yes, because of the work of Joe Gardner and Scott Cunningham and Starhawk and all these people in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and into the 80s, they reclaimed the word pagan and paganism to not mean just not a Christian, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. but to, even though some people would still probably think of it that way, you know, mm-hmm. it's not one of the major quote-unquote religions, but it just covers so many individual belief paths, systems yeah. and paths and traditions and, and beliefs within various traditions, because mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, even in British traditional, you've got various arcing off groups from that, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but if you have this yeah, word... you've got the Alexandrians... And, and the, the Gardnerians yep. and the Chthonic and all this kind yep. of stuff. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism, mm-hmm. like you said, we know what our individual paths are. Right. Right. We don't, just, know, we don't talk to each other. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And a cat. But, but we, we're three different paths. Exactly. Three, exactly. We are different paths. And it's not threatening to me to be called a pagan, right? Even though my path is as a witch. Because when I'm at convocation, I don't go up to someone and introduce myself as a pagan. They know. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm there because I'm there. We're <laughs> right. there, so yep. they know. Yeah. I go up to them and introduce myself as a heathen because these are my people, and the more specific label is useful to them. Right. Well, and it gives people an idea of where you are under exactly. the umbrella, what spectrum, and and it tells them it sort is. of how much overlap there is mm-hmm. in your practices. Exactly. Right. Yep. Exactly. But because we're we're starting or have been since you mm-hmm. know 2013, 14, whenever this splintering began mm-hmm. of trying to pull away from the name pagan out from under the paganism umbrella, mm-hmm. we are starting to see splintering within our community. Yep. As far as unity. Yep. And sure we can disagree about various things. I mean, people do that all the fucking time. But when it matters, because we are still marginalized. Yet Yes, paganism is becoming more recognized. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft is becoming more popular. It's trending. It's trendy and trending, becoming bigger and more recognized in our society. But we also live, at least in the United States, in a time when Christians are rattling their sabers. I'm sorry to bring that up. Well, that's up, because they're being, you know, more they, they feel like, yeah, right. <laughs> and my point is, just like with that article, pagans all bunched in. It wasn't all witches that were defending the craft. So, it was 
pagans. Yeah, Akaneko says I recently had a Shinto group say they were not pagan, and I wasn't sure how to process that. Shinto is very structured, and Neo Shinto or eclecticism is relatively new, so I can see the Shinto community not wanting to be identified as pagan because it isn't open to eclecticism within its practice. I can understand where that's coming from, but I think it's I think it's a loss, not just for that Shinto group, but for paganism, paganism as a whole, mm-hmm. because now we don't have a chance to understand more about mm-hmm. you know the Shinto group, or in a lot of cases Hinduism, or right. You know, there's a lot the, of the the traditions that do have unbroken lineages. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the ones that tend to you do see those communities resisting the pagan label, and that's because we've done a bad job with appropriation, y'all. Mm. That's on us. That's mm-hmm. our fault for fucking up. Well, yeah. and I think also people tend to think of pagans or paganism as strictly Indo-European belief systems. You know? No, I think they tend to think of paganism as new religious new structures. religious structures, whereas like. Shintoism. That's right. And, and, well, and they Hinduism. Hinduism. Yeah, they have a long have lineage. Longer tr- have longer histories. Right. And I can understand that. Like you say, I, I think it would be... And, like, maybe Hinduism doesn't need to be under no. the pagan umbrella because they have enough adherence that they don't need the protection, right? Sure. I would say, I would um, say that's true. I don't know about Shintoism. I think that's a smaller community. But I do think it's a shame that they don't want to be associated with us. Uh, and that tells me we have some work to do. Mm-hmm. And I also... Going back to earlier when I was saying, you know, Satanists, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to include Satanists under the pagan umbrella. And a lot of individuals within the pagan community are uncomfortable or leery of anyone who follows what they would consider a left-hand path. Mm -hmm. I I know several Satanists. So do Mm -hmm. I. I know one fairly well. Mm -hmm. Right, relatively. We've had him on the podcast. I've talked to him at multiple events. Mm -hmm. You're friendly friendly acquaintances. Yes, and I would say that it's... um, Horus Nocturnum. Nocturnum, who I would say is one of the nicest people I know in Mm -hmm. paganism. Very chill dude. Yes, so... Like, I can't imagine it, like, like I can't imagine anybody not being friends with Corvus. Like, it, you, like you meet him once and like you just, feel like you're friends like forever. Like, just objecting to him on principle. Right, exactly. I think a lot of it comes just from people coming out from under a... It's anxiety. You know, anxiety, but also coming out from under usually a, a mainstream religion which vilifies the deity, the devil, yeah. the devil right, yeah. Satan, yeah. you know, and so they get... Not that all Satanists are even oh, no. devotional. No, right. at all. No, at all. Like, like, there's two very, very separate paths different. there yeah. of devotional Satanists and atheist Satanists. Exactly. Yeah. But they still belong under the umbrella of paganism. And if and they yeah. were attacked, we should, just like the the yeah. witches were last week, right. we should be banding together to say no. Yeah. You cannot malign these people like this. Yeah. yeah. You I cannot agree. malign paganism simply because it scares you or you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that if we don't all come together. Sure. Again, we have our individual right. we can, paths. We can quibble about the specifics and, you know, the right way to do a ritual or, you know, whether your circle can be cast widdershins yeah. or who you should invite into your practice. And, you know, we can quibble about those details mm-hmm. all day long. That's fine. That's intra-community stuff. But 
external stuff, mm-hmm. inter-community stuff, where we're dealing with other communities, mm-hmm. we've got to get comfortable with having a united front yeah. and not throwing anyone under the bus. Because that's the thing that's happening with Kusler mm-hmm. is that, and with the rejection of the queer umbrella and the attempt to replace it with the acronym umbrella, the LGBT plus umbrella, is that you're creating a smaller umbrella, right? right. You're shaving off the edges of the umbrella so that fewer people can fit under it. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you're explicitly leaving out in the cold the people you find most objectionable. Mm-hmm. You know that in the queer community, the straights will find scary, and in the pagan community, the Christians will find scary, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which are almost exclusively the same people. Um, <laughs> but because we're getting so riled up, what you all can do mm-hmm. is join our tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. Oh, yes. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses. With fragrant scents and sparkling mica, you can also find a small selection of rollerball fragrances. With a couple of dozen options available, you'll be sure to find something you will like at Wonderful Body Co.'s collection. This week, Otis recommending the Blue Christmas with notes of fur and mint. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Wonderful Body Co. The code for the discount at Wonderful Body Co. is 3PAC30. That's the number 3, P-A-A-C-3-0. I plan to get some Wonderful Body Co. soaks myself mm-hmm. yeah. very soon. Because I've Body used all nice. of the... Uh, Amanda sent us a very beautiful It'll open gift. back up in February. Yes, it will open back up in February. It is currently on hiatus. Fair. Yes. Oh, uh, where do we go from here? Well, is, is there more to talk about in, in this comparison I mean, our P's and Q's? And- our positions are pretty clear, I think. This isn't so much a debate because we all agree. Yeah. True. That's true. That this should be the case. I know that there are people out there, obviously, who disagree. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be bringing up this right topics. This topic, yeah. Tempest, wouldn't have had to start using P word. <laughs> I still hate it. I understand why she started doing it. Mm-hmm. I understand the motivation, but not just because it reminds me of Kusler, it mm-hmm. bothers me. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially when I see it spreading beyond her blog into other people's blogs, right. and just sort of mm-hmm. promulgating. It bothers me because it divorces us to a certain extent from that history. History. Mm-hmm. This is part of the reason I object so much to queer being taken back as a slur, is we reclaimed that word. Right. Our queer forebearers did a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were mostly people who were the most marginalized members of the community. It was yeah. trans people. It was and prostitutes. The, the OCs, it yep. was people of color yep. who are still not accepted in the assimilationist LGBT plus Which agenda. Which is just bizarre. They're, they're still not accepted because they're still scary to the straight community. Yeah. So they're still on the edges. They're still only protected by queer, yep. which is the word they reclaimed from oppressors yep. for all of us to use. Mm-hmm. And now fucking TERFs and the tragically underinformed children they have brainwashed mm-hmm. are actively trying to give this word back to oppressors. Yeah. 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 This word that we did t- we did so much work to get, that we did so much work to take the teeth out of so it could be our word, so that they couldn't throw it at us as a weapon anymore. And now we're trying to give it back to them, and I don't want to see that same thing happen with pagan. Because right. the in the we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. In the 
the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. We have elders in paganism mm-hmm. who worked their asses off so that we could so today, that we could be this amount of comfortable, so right. that we could be this amount of comfortable. We could have and in queerdom, mm-hmm. exactly because like people like Phyllis Karat, who we interviewed at Michigan right. Pagan Fest last year, mm-hmm. she made it possible for pagans to get married openly. Yep, she made it possible for a woman or a man to be a pagan and not risk losing their children. Mm-hmm. Yep, she made it possible so that an employer cannot fire you for being a pagan. Right now, those, she put in place a lot of anti-discrimination. She yep. did. She put in a you know she she's put the in reason a lot of why work. you can have the pentacle the pentacle yeah, on, on your tombstone yep. if you're in, in the, the military. military. Yep. Exactly, and why there are now pagan ministers and priests in in the military, whatever they call mm-hmm. them. Yep. In the military, chaplains. Who, chaplains, thank you. They have chaplains who can assist people who are pagan yeah. in the military now because of her efforts and the efforts of people like her and, is and that Starhawk and all the it, others. Is that work done? No, no. It obviously is still continuing. And, and we're seeing it continue now. Like, originally it was just Wicca that you, that was okay. Like, you could just get a pentacle on your tombstone. Now yep. they're working to see, okay, well, can we get Thor's hammer? Can that be right. an option? Mm-hmm. Like, we're starting to expand. Well, but if you don't do that work the at the beginning, time, right, right, like, yep. we never get here. And those things are still challenged. You know, mm-hmm. there are still people who face this kind of discrimination. That's one of the reasons why we still have people in the broom closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the framework is there yep. to protect people. And, and if that framework was put upon. in place for the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And if we start pulling factions of the pagan community mm-hmm. out for, out from under the umbrella, it's going to eventually collapse. And right. that will just be a bunch of individual beliefs, paths, traditions, what have you, that have little to no contact or connection with one another. Right. And thus no way to make these changes. Exactly. Yeah. So I know that in your P's and Q's article, you linked to the actual flyer, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that Ca- was... Called, it's Queers Read This. Yeah. Which was a flyer that was sent out at a, at a New York Pride Parade in 1990. Yeah. It's great. It you, fills you me with... Bits, yeah, you I quote bits, bits of it. Of it yeah. In that... Article. In that article, in that blog post. Yeah. Um, and then I linked it, so you can read that. It's a piece of important queer history. We don't have something like that for paganism, and I think that's kind of a shame, because when you read mm-hmm. Queers Read This... Right. You, yeah. you understand that... that rage and frustration and pain that was part of reclaiming that word, right? Mm -hmm. That was part of making that a valuable and important tool for everyone. Right. And you can sort of, at least for me, it gives context to why it's so frustrating to see this word being taken away from us again. Finn Finn says, we're fighting right now to get heathenry recognized by the Boy Scouts of America, but we're having a hard time because of white nationalists. Yeah. Yeah. So the work is never done. And and heathenry... (laughs) Under the umbrella of paganism, Mm -hmm. other pagans can come to heathens' defense and say, this is where its origins are. We're going to help you rescue it. Right. We're working on (laughs) this. That's right. We are doing our best to route the white nationalists out. That's right. And they're not just in in heathenry. Oh, no, they're not. They're loudest and most recognizable in heathenry, but but they are in other paths, too. Absolutely. You can join our Tiger Kelly on a visit to Tree Wizard Creations. Hey. Nice. And... They can create you all kinds of stuff that'll fit into all of this. That's true. Uh, where you can find custom engraved creations for all paths and I would say all sexualities. Probably, That's yeah. All right. genders, Absolutely. everything. If you want something, they can create it. 
They offer unique gifts and tools for the altar, home, practice, and family. In addition to their standard product line, they offer custom commissions. Mm -hmm. That's where you can get what you want. If you can dream it, the wizard will create it. You can contact them at treewizardcreations at gmail.com. That's uh, wizard spelled with a Y. Mm -hmm. W-Y-Z-A-R-D. Treewizardcreations at gmail.com. You can also find them at treewizardcreations.com or you can find them and follow them on Facebook. And they're awesome. They make beautiful, beautiful things. I think Akaneko is saying the tarot ornaments from Tree Wizard Creations are amazing. Yes, that is very true. I bet you could get them to make you an ornament that says fuck turfs. That's right. You probably could. (laughs) That's right. Kelly from Tree Wizard is typing. (laughs) There's Kelly. Anything you want. We are going to maybe take you up on that, Kelly. <laughs> so I would like everybody to do one thing for me. Okay. For this Homework. episode and this episode only. I want everybody to share this on every social media platform you can and hashtag it paganism. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. So in that case, let's just hashtag it pagan okay. and hashtag it queer. That sounds good. Yeah. It needs to be both. Yeah. Yep. Um, so hashtag it both of those. All right? That's yeah. Right. Let's see if we can get it to trend. Because <laughs> this is a conversation that I worry that it's... I understand why it happened. Oh, sure. But it frustrates me and it worries me mm-hmm. to see these same trends happening in paganism. Right. I think we're still early enough to catch it in paganism. Yeah. Whereas we're in the thick of like a multi-year battle with que- with the queer community. That's right. And I would like to not have to do it in both directions. Paganism has not been around as far as the yeah. modern paganism has not been around for very long as compared to other religions. We're young. We're young. Some of us are even younger than We're that. We're also wild and free. That's right. <laughs> I think we need to band together. Yep. And watch out for each other. Yeah. And the only thing that's splintering up different groups and just saying, fuck it, I'm not a pagan, I'm a, a witch or I'm a, you know, reconstructionist mm-hmm. or whatever, by separating ourselves so Because we're far. small individual we're communities, small you guys. small communities. Most of our, of our individual communities are maximum a couple of thousand people. Yeah. 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 And so while it's exciting to know that I think what is it Wicca and paganism are now about the same size as the Presbyterians or something. Wicca is. Or Wicca, Wicca yeah. and paganism come together. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. it's so the 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 poll data was if you identify as Wiccan or as other pagan gotcha. combined, That's we outnumber Presbyterians, Presbyterians. which right. is one denomination of Christianity. And so we're still very small. We're still very marginalized. We need to watch out for each other. Yeah. But I think we should at least be able to come under this term together. Right. So and that... We need to keep the snipping and sniping internal. Yeah. And not external. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it under the umbrella, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because... You know, the rest of the world sees enough snipping and sniping with everything else. Now, that doesn't mean always deal with your shit in-house. Like, if you need to call the cops on a child predator, call the cops on a child predator. Get the white nationalists out, call the cops on them. But that means, like, when we're arguing with each other about, like, bullshit. Do we call quarters? Yeah. Or cast circles? Yeah. When we're arguing about that kind of shit, keep that Yeah, we're not talking about things inside. We're not talking about the major issues. Right. We're talking, you know, don't don't give them levers to use for dividing and conquering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There are seven billion people on this planet. More. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seven and a half plus billion people on this planet. And maximum estimate 
estimate, maybe a few million of them are pagans. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Small community, you guys. Yeah, we're we're still very, very small, very young. Yep. As far as growing, but yeah. still small right. and young. Yeah. Yep. Yep. As far as a modern movement. Yeah. We do have a special stuff to do tonight because we've got three books to give away. That's right. Oh, Misha that's right. Misha's book. Misha's book. Yep. Outside the Charmed Circle. Yes, which we reviewed and we liked a lot. Uh, Outside the Charmed Circle is a very, very good book. And it's appropriate for that uh, we're able to do this giveaway now because it's about queerness. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about gender uh-huh. and uh, sexuality and paganism. Yeah. All right. So the first winner is Amara. Yay! And we should note that we are doing this through random generation. Yeah, yeah random, random number generator. generation. The second one is Alec. Congratulations, Alec! Yay! And I think it's important to note that uh, Misha is going to be personalizing and yeah. signing each one of these You're books. You're getting autographed books. You're getting autographed, personalized books from Misha. Mm-hmm. And the last winner is Nicole. Congratulations, Yay. Nicole! Yay! Alright, I'm very happy for everybody who won yep. one yes. of these books. You're going to love and it. And those of you who did not win books should buy this buy book. One. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Misha is awesome. Again, we just can't say enough good things about Misha. And I get to meet Misha in California. Yeah! I get to Gwen's going to be the first of us who gets to finally meet Misha in person. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's right. Misha has never been at an event that we've been at. Nope. Nope. So I'm very excited about and that. And when we can fit Misha in, yeah, we're going to try to get them on the podcast. On yep. For an episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yep. So hopefully we can work that out soon. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's it from us then, right? Yep. That's okay. everything. I you guess good? so. Do we have any? No. I've, I've I've aired all my complaints and grievances. <laughs> and how about you, Discord? Besides fuck turfs and fuck <laughs> I was going to say, I can see it coming already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And fuck white nationalists. <laughs> fuck yeah. turfs, fuck white nationalists, yay Satanists. <laughs> Yeah, apparently they want to make our new uh, slogan. Our new slogan, yeah. Turf ski, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> yes, we did use a lot of a lot of the word "fuck" in this in this particular episode. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, iTunes. <laughs> Listen, we gave them the explicit rating. What more do they want from yep. us? <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. If you want to find us, you fuck can. iTunes. Fuck iTunes. <laughs> that's QQ. I love it, QQ. <laughs> So if you Duke want, is just on a tear right now. <laughs> if you want to oh, find uh, us, just Google us. Because mm-hmm. yep. we're everywhere. Yep. We're, we're pagans, on all the things. And yep. cat.com. Number yep. three, pagansitacat.com. <laughs> yep. Check it. out the blog. And uh, Ode's going to start writing once a once month. Once a month, yeah. Maybe not necessarily quite co- so controversial. No, probably not. <laughs> but anyway, yep. <laughs> all right, so that's it. Bye. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Are you done? Press the button. Bye. You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com.